This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. I'm just gonna say you can't be combining my braided pigtail skink with my favorite baking show baking show don't start the show that way it bothered me <laughs> it's crimpity say it's a great british bake-off podcast i am joined as always by the homegirl nick jew yolo yellow hello <laughs> that's what you guys are saying it is big anthony in the building what's good champ uh we'll see by the end of the episode <laughs> this is one of the ones where I personally feel very, very vindicated. Also, caught that shit it. episode one. Caught it episode it. one, having never seen the show. I was like, Mm-mm, I can see this already. And so we'll get there as we uh, ride out this week. Our bakers in the tent, remaining in the tent this week, is Miss Diana O'Brien, whose family apparently owned a cabin up in Canada on the St. Lawrence River. So now it's Canada, Texas, Sacramento. What is this person? Still not beating the allegations. <laughs> <laughs> it is Miss Kara Stucker. It is Martin Sorge, Nerali uh, Chouch. I don't know how to say her last name, but, but I want to point out, I, wanna, I just want to give Nerali a shout out today. We learned this week a practicing Hindu who ended up having to make burgers. I felt terrible for her. Yeah. Like, that is fucked up, and y'all should have given her some alternatives. But I guess if you give them, if you give her alternatives, everybody else has to have alternatives. I don't know, man, but we'll get to it. Uh, Sarah Chang and Sean Liu and Susan Simpson still in the business, and uh, you know what it is. But you know, we don't delve too deep before first heading, you know, to the mean streets. Bakers make the world go round. Bakers do indeed make mm. the world go round, everybody, everybody. So let us share some of the good news from the baking world that has been discovered this week. Ant sent me a version of this article that came from a source that I don't bang with. So I went and found a different source and I was happier with its source. This is from the good people over at Smithsonian Magazine. Uh, Will Sullivan is on the byline. Scientists 3D print a slice of cake. The seven ingredient recipe shows potential for the future of making food with mm. this technology, researchers say. Scientists have used 3D printers to design a range of useful, attractive, or downright strange objects. Consumers can purchase 3D printed bicycle frames, chairs, replica of the thing from Adam's family, and even figurines of Dwayne the Rock Johnson as an <laughs> octopus or a lobster. <laughs> they have links, so let's just click on those links. <laughs> I'd like to see this uh, octopus and or lobster. Uh, rock, d- rock lobster. Rock lobster. <laughs> rock and rock lobster. 
You sons of bitches. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> but now, researchers are pushing an already expansive boundaries of 3D printing into another more delicious realm, cheesecake. A team recently used a 3D printer to make an edible slice of cake that rep they, they reported Tuesday in the journal NPJ Science of Food. The print printer-friendly recipe requires seven ingredients, graham cracker paste, peanut, but peanut butter, strawberry jam, Nutella, banana puree, cherry drizzle, and frosting. Frosting? Really? What are we doing with frosting? Oh, I see what the frosting's for. It's how they, it's, it's a little dollop at the end. In fact, here, I will share the screen again, because y'all should see this, because it is interesting in that regard. Oh, yuck. Well, I mean, you know, for first try. But what, what, I, what I found most interesting about it was that it looks like a 3D printed house the way, um, you know, uh, have you ever seen one yeah, of those Yeah, they before? do with the concrete and stuff. Like a 3D yeah. printed house? Yeah, it looks just like a 3D printed house. And that's Very what caught good. my eye. Uh, ba -da -ba -da. Of course, the success of the cake depends on its taste. Whether or not someone would enjoy this particular slice might depend on their affinity for graham crackers. The graham cracker paste made up more than 70% of the dessert. When you bite into it, you kind of feel the flavors hit mm. you in different waves. Jonathan Blettinger, mm. a mechanical engineer at Columbia University and, and first author of the new paper, Tells New Scientists, Jeremy Sue, and I think that's a function of the layering inside of the actual structure. It definitely tastes like something I hadn't tried before, Blettinger mm. tells The Guardian's Ian Sample, referring to an earlier collapse attempt at the slice. I rather enjoyed it, but it's not a conventional mix. We're not Michelin chefs. Fair. It's too many ingredients, mm. I think. Like, Yeah. Also, just I haven't watched the video, obviously, but just looking here at the setup, <clears throat> it's not what I imagined it to be. And I feel like 3D printing is doing a lot of work. It just feels like it's goo squirted in order and yeah. shaped like a cake. That is that is that is exactly what it is. So I'm not and, as uh, terrified oh, as, fact, it, okay, as here, I was. You, you can see it right here. They, they oh, run you yeah. through it. First oh, attempt, yeah. second attempt, so forth and so on. And so what it comes down to is that's it their best attempt so yeah. far. And uh, clearly graham cracker is your structure right at that point. That's, 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 that's doing your concrete work. Mm -hmm. uh, as always, the link will be in the show notes. You guys can see the, uh, the, the images and the video they provide. Uh, it's, it's no Costco. <laughs> While we're here, let's look at the Rocktopus. Oh, wow. Oh, man. It's only five it's bucks. I mean, come on, bro. As well as, uh, <laughs> as well as the, the rock lobster. Oh, the, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, your various colors, you can get that in. Uh, wow. That's upsetting. Wow. <laughs> as hell. Oh, it's a fidget uh, toy. Up. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You, you know, kind of. What's with it? Uh, next up is the Great British Bake Off. Where do the leftovers go? This is from Hits Radio, which is a UK-based site, which means there's probably... Oh, no, they actually got somebody on the byline. It's impressive. We know how this goes normally. Offer is Georgie <laughs> Holland. Word to Georgie. Uh, when it comes to feel-good shows, we think it's safe to say that the Great British Bake Off is a top-tier contender, and as the days grow colder and the nights grow darker, there's no better time to welcome the show with hosts Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas and judges Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith back with open arms. But as the show returns for 2022, a little older article, but you know, it still fits the bill. As does the age-old question and haunts our, that haunts our mind, and our stomachs for that matter, what happens to the leftover food once filming is wrapped? 
Well, we've done some digging and can now shed some light on the situation. You'll be happy to know that the goodies do not go to waste as the leftover baked goods are shared between this crew. We knew that. And the bakers themselves didn't think of that for some reason, but yeah, that makes sense too. Here, eat some of this cake, girl. Uh, Bake Off's <laughs> chief home economist, uh, Fania Moore, told BBC Good Food, it's important for the bakers to eat what they've slaved over. I don't like that turn of phrase. <laughs> so each each challenge, I'm, so each challenge I make up, a, a, I make up a baker's basket to go to their lunchroom. Any food then left over goes to crew members and former series with former series four contestants, Ali telling Birmingham Mail, the cameraman literally stands there with forks in their back pockets, waiting to swoop as soon as filming. Oh, nice. I love it. It appears, however, the leftovers are but a myth in the in the bake-off tent, with Ali admitting the cakes are meant to be taken to a lunch area where everyone can share them, but they don't usually get that far because the crew eat them first. Well, as the fans of the show will know, there are three rounds to be completed during one episode of the show. The signature, the technical, and the showstopper. Of course, that means that there are three tasty treats produced by each contestant with just one slice taken by the judges. So plenty of treats left for bakers and crew to enjoy. However, 2013's Alley also revealed that there are more baked goods than we may think, that we may think, confessing that in order to test the ovens, the technical team bake a Victorian sponge in each one every day. That's a lot of cake. Oh, oh that's nice. kick ass. I like that little bit of data. Explaining the reason behind the mass cake production, he said, they do this to make sure that all the ovens are working properly and that no one can blame a bad bake on a technical malfunction. And on the first day, everyone gets mm. an hour practice run so they know where everything is. So there we have it. Although our dreams of finding a location filled with all the sweet treat leftovers we could ever imagine are shattered, we know they go to the hardworking cast and crew well-deserved, we think. That's dope. I like having that information in my brain going forward. I was always so curious, especially because this was bread week. I'm like, what they do with that bread? Again, it's a good the link in the show notes. And it's a good one. You can scroll down tons and tons of pictures of all various seasons of, of Bake Off, Channel 4 and BBC. So you can see all kinds of bakers that you knew, have known and loved over the years and, and host and so forth. Here's a picture of Briny. I love Briny. So good shit, y'all. Thanks, Nick and Ant, for the stories. Let us get into it. Our signature this week. Uh, there was an error in the broadcast. Did you notice it? Go on. Um, they put up the, um, what do you call it? The graphic for the signature challenge during the technical challenge. I did not notice that. Just skip right through it, which tells you why I don't have the time. Because normally I get time or whatever for my, uh, my other challenges. An, a, a, an error I did notice, and let me see if I can scroll down to it. It's in my notes. Uh, Paul was saying something, and the the closed captioning said he said something different. And it's in my notes. Don't worry. When we get down to it, I'll read you. Oh, okay. I, I typed it in there, so we'll get to it. But I was like, ah, look at that. Uh, signature uh, this week is a babka loaf made with enriched yeasted dough that has been rolled out, braided, and with a swirl. It could be sweet. Got to be sweet, technically. And they want a little icing on top of it to kind of set it off. Uh, I think of Bobcat, I think of Seinfeld, and because they were trying to get that mm -hmm. chocolate Bobcat, and they ended up with a cinnamon Bobcat to, to go to somebody's party. I don't know. It's a Bobcat thing. <laughs> and uh, I've never had Bobcat. I know it exists. I know what it is, but I've never been never to a bakery. heard of it. Oh, no way. So, uh, first up, Martin, his, uh, he's making an Andersonville Bobcat 
named after the neighborhood he lives in, it's meant to be an homage to a now-closed local Swedish bakery's coffee cake. It is made with orange and cardamom-flavored dough with a cinnamon almond filling, decorated with the colors of the Swedish flag. I literally just talked about this last night, but there's a holiday around these parts of the world uh, called Sweetest Day, around October, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, it's basically Valentine's mm -hmm. Day, Junior. But once my lady, uh, Vanessa, <laughs> accidentally said it's Swedish Day, and we was like, well, we ain't fucking with Swedish Day ever again, but Swedish Day is our shit. And Swedish Day just passed as we were, not just passed, but June 6th every year, Swedish Day. I'm going to get down with my celebration, get down with some Swedish Day. Eat some Swedish <laughs> fish is pretty much what we do. Nice. Swedish, yeah, yeah. Uh, Karis went with orange cinnamon babka, zest in the filling, juice in the dough, and orange syrup over the loaf with a candy peel on top. Uh, Diana was making a maple walnut babka. This is where we learned she had, uh, you know, property up in Canada. Maple soap babka decorated with maple candies and a bourbon in the glaze, which made Prue go, man, you kind of quit telling motherfuckers I'm an alcoholic. She had to let Paul know. Quit putting me on blast like this. <laughs> like, even, I can see in her face, like, even these American jackoffs know that, I, that you got you got them thinking I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lush. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean banged out a date and coconut babka inspired by, I guess, his parents' date tree. I'm like, where, where y'all stay at? But uh, filled with dates and babka, decorated with a whiskey mascarpone glaze and toasted pistachios for a little crunch. Narali went with a rose water baklava babka, filled, filled with almond and walnut flavored with cinnamon and cardamom with a rose water glaze. As soon as I hear rose water, y'all, I just, I know what it is. I don't like rose flavored <laughs> things. I don't like the flowery nature of it. I don't like, you know, there's lavender things that are flavored. So I don't bang with none of them. And I'm just like, yuck, stop it. And, uh, and, and of course, Paul hears rose and he does the same thing I do. He, he got PTSD from it. Like, look, don't be fucking this up, man. What you putting this rose in? How much rose you putting in there? Right. It, it has to be asked. Uh, and Sarah went with a lemon poppy seed bob babka, apparently her, her husband's favorite flavors. With a nice little lemon glaze. That is uh, what we were baking this go round. Our judging this week, uh, Nerali was up first. Looks beautiful. Be excuse me, forgive me. Looks beautifully made. Prue thinks it's lovely. Paul doesn't think it's spread out enough, evenly enough in the bread itself, but overall, it's a nice loaf that tastes great. Uh, for Sarah, Prue at first thinks it's disappointing on the tongue. Paul thinks it's spot on. Prue backtracked to say, oh, yeah, it's pretty decent once you got a little bite with some glaze on it. So you got to had to make sure you hit the glaze and the lemon for mm -hmm. that people want to do what you needed to do. Uh, for Martin, a classy cake ruined by the decoration. That little blue and yellow he spread on top of that was so unnecessary. I yeah. get it. Homage to Swed Swedish Bakery and all that. You did well with everything else. And it, it proved out flavor and texture. Texture, gorgeous. The babka was delicious. Well done. Very good. Susan needed longer proving time, but a delicious blend of apricot and cranberry. They work well together, tangy and sweet and very nice. Sean's a little dark, decent swirl, brioche-like texture, slightly overproved and slightly burnt. Diana, overall appearance mm. is quite rustic, but in a good way. Paul quite likes that. Bordering on the dark side, a little too dark, in fact. Honestly. All this felt racist to me. Every time they said these words, I was like, there's a tone to it that I know you may not imply, but it felt that way. Texture good. Flavor of the maple is good, but it's burnt, and you can taste the bitterness that comes from that. Burnt. Put a pin in, put mm. a pin in that. He tried hard. 
You try hard. You, you, you like, oh, it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. Okay, it's shit's burnt. All right, it's burnt. I'm gonna be real with you. It's burnt. <laughs> yeah, it was burnt. Her the signature challenge was burnt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've no I have no qualms about who went home this week, but I have some about who won. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I guess in this case, Martin technically, I guess, would have won this this particular Correct. challenge. Uh, Karis, proving issues. The yeast Ooh, was killed Jesus. by the acidity in the OJ. Uh, did she good. even try? Did she practice? Did, How does I, this happen? I, I'm get there. Not good for Paul. Prue loves the flavor. The thing about the signature is, and we know it, you practice it. You get you're to give, practice. You're the opportunity to practice it over and over again. Meaning either your ass didn't practice this, which is probably bloody likely, or you just, no, there's no other answer. You didn't practice. There's no but way they, you would have you did this. I believe that they like practice, like they go in the tent and before filming and they practice it. Some of them even get to do this at home, the signature challenge. Exactly. Times. Well, when they were, you know, when the British folk were going home in between weeks. Yeah. I think but. she probably went with if she practiced, assuming she practiced, I think she probably went with just the zest. It was like, I could probably get yes. more orange flavor if I throw some juice if up I, in this bitch. Yeah. And we learned that, no, you cannot. <laughs> just stick with the zest. Uh, y'all, it was just, it was, <laughs> Paul referred to it as a pancake babka. It was so flat. It had absolutely zero rise. It was, no rise. I mean, I don't know. It, it wasn't what you want. It's not bread. It was, it was uh, a dense ass cake. It was yeah. a At least it, it tasted scum. good. It tasted good to Prue. Paul didn't like the way it tasted. Yeah, this is when I was like, I am glad Prue is back this week. Yes. Because we got to see the very yeah. stark dichotomy between the way they judge things. Yeah, yeah. Prue, Prue, Prue was uh, really really getting folk up over the hump this week. It's like, hold mm -hmm. on, baby. It's okay. <laughs> the technical challenge this week is an interesting one to me. I uh, I like the way they did it, but then I, I'm like, wait a minute, but I don't see you actually out here testing that little, here, let's get to it. 12 mini burger buns to make 10 sliders and two just buns to the side to test, you know, to take a look at, make sure they have done what they're supposed to do. And it was, uh, this is uh, your technical means you're given a pretty bare bones recipe, but in this case, it seemed to be a very specific recipe. What it is, they just didn't tell you what everything to do with everything. And one person or one person alone was like, Oh, this egg, I should probably throw it in this dough. Just, yeah. just observe the room for a little bit. Just give it a look, like she, she, she looked she, around like the the. I, I can say like, especially with this episode, um, this felt the most like a British yeah. episode. Oh, go Agreed. on, explain. Um, it just seemed like they. It seemed like the editing and the camera work finally caught up with everybody. You know the story. It, it felt like the most fast paced episode um this so, thus far it felt like every everything was running away it was supposed to like um you know interference from the um from the <laughs> from the host uh, mm -hmm. like just uh the, the it it felt like the the cheekiness okay. was okay. back like um like when she's holding that the little um cup about to put the egg in they zoom in on it like is she really about to put this egg in, even though we all all of us know that you're not supposed to put it in there. And it's just like, oh yeah, fuck it. I'm putting this egg in here. 
Like it, because she saw everybody making yeah. their little egg wash and whipping it up, and then she was ahead of everybody. I don't. I'm trying to understand. I don't bake. I know you're supposed to put a whole eggs in certain things, but yeah. But this particular dough, this particular dough did not call for an egg in it at all, and uh, also may I say about the whole meat substitute thing, they could have easily given uh, Nirali something else because the challenge was not really about the hamburger. It was, it was about, about the, the bun. Yes. And I felt really terrible for her because for like religious reasons, just like they let old girl use aquafava or whatever. I think like... For being... Yes. The, yeah. Yes. I think if the challenge was specifically like a beef Wellington or some shit like that, then what you gonna do? But yeah. a, a little, some, they were not really, they didn't judge nobody's burger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was bothered by it. Like I said, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised it has not come up, but again, it's, it is what it is. We talked about it. Maybe who knows, who knows, maybe I'll make just enough noise to make somebody go, Hey, that is fucked up. And uh, going forward, I hope we don't make people uh, have to use materials that they are just literally, uh, they can't they shouldn't be made to do especially on a baking show like yeah the baking portion of this program was the part that needed to be handled and so yeah that is what's up our judging in the technical goals as followed diana's up first like the shine very nice nice and soft flavor good martin a little small patty was thick taste all right nice glaze on the raw Nerali a bit tight good dome a nice tender bread susan a bit messy uh, looks ridiculous with the lettuce. And, I, and, and what I wrote here is a very American placement that I think our British judges missed on. It's, mm. Lettuce hanging off the mm. bun is a thing we do here. Often. Mm -hmm. So I think they just don't know what's up with that. Um, but a nicely, the bread is nicely seasoned. Uh, a, a little bit of a chew, a good bun overall. Sean, a little small, but neat and glazed uh, as, 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 properly and delicious. Karis lacks sesame seeds. Small. That was quite yellow. Obvious that egg was was to be used for egg wash. <laughs> that was to be used for egg wash was instead added to the dough. Flavor is good inside, however. So that egg must have did something right. So going forward, maybe an egg in your, your burger bun and a little egg on top of your burger bun. Listen. Just say it. See, she might, she might have discovered something. <laughs> Again, didn't entirely shit the bed on the challenge. But uh, listen, if a motherfucker could make a egg cake and not be in last place and not even be in conversation to go home, her shit came out good. She just fumbled one of the, you know, it's the technical challenge. So obviously she came in last, but like yeah. the egg cake lady did not come in last. I just listened to our episode from last week today <laughs> and I was like nodding along and agreeing with myself again. At listening to it As because like how the fuck right how the fuck right. do you not come in last place when you make a cake that tastes like scrambled eggs? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I quite like the uniformity. There's this is where it comes up. I quite like the uniformity of this one. Is what Paul said out loud. But the uh, closed captioning because I had the closed caption on for spelling and so forth when I'm taking notes said. I called out the uniformity, an unforgivable error in my opinion. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, don't don't mess with somebody say like that because, I mean, 
for our, uh, for our hard of hearing of, of, of watchers and so forth and so on, that could literally change how they are perceiving the show to be going down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on, man. He calling this out. Why? So I don't know. Nice color, a little small, a little overdone needs salt. I feel like, well, you know what? She did kind of come like in the bottom. So I guess, I guess she at the bottom of the save. I can't eat too bad. I feel like you got to, if, if I got to tell you your shit needs salt, if, 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 just in general, you got to have your seasoning right. It must be. You, she must have not seasoned that meat at all because after, there's a bread that you probably salted the dough to make. Cheese. <laughs> That's yeah. like, she probably didn't even sprinkle that meat with no seasoning. It's just so weird. I'm saying her her, her ancestors looking her sideways. The ranking is as follows. Mm. Number seven is Karis. Number six is Susan. That is uh, last in, in second to last place. Two weeks in a row for these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Sarah. Number four, Sean. Number three was Martin. Number two, Narali. I want you to understand this. Came in second place in this challenge for a person, a devout Hindu who has never made beef in a life. Mm-hmm. Whipped up a patty that they thought was a bit too thick, but was delicious otherwise. Very impressive work. People of color know how to see them, boy. <laughs> she said, I don't know how this shit supposed to look. <laughs> for real. For real. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to give you this, and I hope, I hope for the best. Diana, nice bun. Nice consistency. Nice, well-cooked patty. A nice slider. So that all worked out. The, the, the first thing I thought was like, she a rockabilly. She got to know how to make hamburgers. Or a peanut butter and a banana sandwich. <laughs> she got to know both those things. Fair, fair. Uh, showstopper. Nick Ju, were you showstopper this week? As a matter of fact, I was, friend. Nice. What What about this? Uh, well, here, let me tell you what it is, and then I'll go, go into it. A 3D bread sculpture based on a story from childhood with four and a half hours to make this happen. Now, what about this pulled you out your hookup, made you go, okay? Um, You know, bread week is my favorite week. I do like a grandiose kind of bread sculpture situation, and nobody was fucking with that lion. Who was that? <laughs> Jurgen? Not Jurgen. Did you do the lion? No, somebody else did that lion. I think it was like the that year before lion that, right? is like, no one is ever talking that fucking lion. That whole uh, challenge was amazing. But yeah. I thought we got some really great looking bread. Yeah. I was, however, disappointed as a Californian that n- none of these challenges included sourdough, which is a very American bread. Mm. Um, maybe it's my left coast supremacy. No sourdough, no Dutch crunch. Like, <laughs> and what was that bread that uh, looked like focaccia? Worry not. I'm about to tell you a whole yeah. ass story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, why does why is everyone making bread I've never heard of? So I was impressed. All right. First up is Diana, who's making an ugly duckling all grown up uh bread sculpture. Uh chocolate orange <laughs> a chocolate orange milk bread body, a bagel bread neck, fugas wings, and steam bun steam bun ducklings filled with olive and cheese. Fugas. It's a type of bread normally associated with the province region, the southeastern area of France, but it's a wide range of breads that fall under the fugas umbrella, including Italian focaccia, gotcha. Span- Spanish hogaza, Catalonian fugasa, Hungarian pogasa. The traditional version can have cheese, olives, garlics, and or anchovies. Fugas is baked on a hot stone like a pizza, which uh, traditionally uh, has the hearth 
where focaccia cooks in deep oil in a deep oiled mm-hmm. pan. Mm. So the so the provincial bread fugas ends up being crispier than its Italian cousin. Uh, up next, Karis, who's making the Wolf's Truth, it's the three little pigs, a little offshoot, made from enriched dough with a bourbon bacon jam. Sticks and straws are made from rosemary grassini, aka breadsticks, and bricks is made of the same enriched dough but decorated with lemon icing, you know, to look like bricks. Uh, Susan is making Susan's childhood wish: white bread, horse wheat bread. Of trough and main decorated with dried fruits and sesame seeds. That motherfucker Sarah's- looked like Bojack Horseman. Sarah is making uh, the neighborhood bunnies buffet. It's based on Peter Rabbit. It's a rye bread garden, a milk bread, milk bread vegetables, and a rosemary breadstick fence. Now, when they talked about this, they said she was making four breads. But when they talked about the bread, they mentioned three breads. Mm-hmm. There was no fourth bread. So I'm like, what the fuck is y'all talking about? Give me, where the, where does, what is the fourth bread? Why have you kept it to yourself? But that's fine. Uh, Robin Hood. Oh, excuse me. Martin is making Robin Hood's Italian adventure. He makes a target with garlic butter, pesto, and pepperoni pizza flavored, uh, you know, breads. Bow, arrows, and feather made with sourdough grassini. So there you go. There's your sourdough, although it wasn't a part of the challenge. He actually, he, I'm glad he brought sourdough to the table. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I got it. Well, Narali is going with mouse with a cookie that I said looks like a cat and nothing like the character it's based on. <laughs> and no one said anything. I want y'all to see this. This is me having to share the screen again. It looked so much better before she baked it. It came out the oven and I was like, oh, wow. Yes. What happened? <laughs> The son ravaged it. <laughs> this is what this mouse, this character looks like. Oh, this, if you give a mouse a cookie, did this look anything like what she presented to the class? No, I thought it hers was like a teddy bear. Oh, that shit is supposed to be a mouse. Oh, and, that was yeah, Narali, and it right? Like a cat. I wonder, did they version? Uh, does her version look the same? Maybe it's uh, uh, hers. Is I form. can't call it. I was very upset. Narali is from <laughs> America. Oh, all I remember is I remember uh, I remember watching um <laughs> I was watching Sesame Street the Israel version with the um oh they have different big birds different. and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah I remember watching that it was uh, with Ben from Growing Pains um uh, he he had a, a special episode and uh, they were talking about making fried food. Uh, what um, happened to him? What was his name? Was Jeremy episode. something. Yeah, Jeremy something. I do. I do remember that. All right. Find out what happened to my man. I, I don't uh, know. Him or Narali's bread is a, a saffron and fennel dough with a lemon glaze. But the cookie, which is a part of this operation, is made as a chocolate chili bread. Why did Sean, everybody try to make chocolate bread? It was like three chocolate breads. Sean was making unbred and fabulous troll bread, a sculpture, a pesto garlic and a, a pesto garlic knot face and a chocolate cherry bread body. And it's, uh, the problem with this is, I guess, Paul Hollywood regularly make, makes uh, chocolate cherry bread. He's been making it for 35 years. And uh, so that means you were going to have a tough character to judge your shit on this week. And I think one thing we, we constantly talk about um, almost every year is that you probably shouldn't go with chocolate because most people go with a chocolate powder and it makes it more dry. 
And that's always um, a big complaint. Consistently. Judging goes down like this. <clears throat> Sarah looks incredible, enchanting, lovely color, texture lovely, a Moorish loaf. And then finally, somebody just had to ask a question, what the hell does Moorish mean? Constantly hear people <laughs> from, the, from, the, from the UK and Ireland say Moorish. And I'm like, I didn't know what that shit mean either. And it just means they want more of it. And uh, where, where say, did Sarah place hmm. in the that. technical? Tech was number five in the bottom, down, down, down the bottom. But they liked her signature bake, yeah? Yes, yeah, very much so. And they yeah. loved this. Uh, they loved her little uh, show stop. So, uh, Sean, uh, like the chocolate flavor, but cherry's not strong enough and the bread's a little hard, so according to Prue. Martin, it's certainly Robin Hood. The hat is perfect. <laughs> Maybe too simple for four and a half mm-hmm. hours worth of work. Rosemary Agreed. far too strong, but the garlic bread is perfect. Susan, this is my own, this is my own take on this. The fact that no one mentioned her horse, her horse was banging Pyru as it said, is telling. Was there you, a piece you saw of that red bandana? Yes. <laughs> you know what it Did, was. Was there a <laughs> was there a piece of doo-doo um on the ground? Oh no. There was so there was a mouse in a trap. I but saw it was that. like beheaded. And then to the right of it, I feel like there was a piece of doo-doo that they kept oh, like smokes. taking the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. I did keep a I did see a lot of flies this episode, which yeah. was disturbing. I didn't keep the flies. But um uh, let's see. Uh, really incredible. Love the little feeder. Good degree of salt overall. Good job. The bread's nice. Maybe add more flavors. Should make some salty ass bread. And I'm like, it's beautiful, but it's just salty ass mm. bread. Yeah. <laughs> it is and it looks like Bud Jack Horseman. <laughs> uh, n- yeah. What this? It kind of. Um, I didn't think it was a terrible looking horse, but it kind of felt like. Uh, they were kind of kind in her face and shitty behind her back with her thumb <laughs> on the horse. Because um, compared to like some of the you know other, some of the other people's things, her it did look like Bojack Horseman, but it was it, it's, it's bread, and we knew exactly yeah. what it was. And um, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like they I wasn't were, they, mad uh, at it. I thought that that I thought it was really good. Like when Paul called it simple, I was shocked. Yeah, I yeah. I'm like, what what it what where's the the target, I guess, kind of was simple, but I guess that shit looked like a target with arrows sticking out of it. I I don't know. I couldn't have made it. <laughs> yeah, I, I kinda I kinda feel like Paul was on one for those for those to, uh, especially yeah, those simple two, comments like, wasn't really what it was. But maybe, 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 maybe You he had to do a lot of kneading. He did so like like Nick pointed out, he actually did a sourdough, which isn't a, the simplest yeah. bread to make? If he ex- he executed all those things well, it looked. Um, I think compared to the little rendering they showed of it when they were describing it, it did look simple because yeah. there was like a piece on the side that didn't end up in the final bake. It, part of mm-hmm. the costume, whatever it was, it was making it more indicative that it was Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. I, I mean, it wasn't them boots. Don't chocolate dirty boots. Oh my goodness. And speaking of Miss Narali, uh, beautifully done. Love the vibrancy of the color. Amusing, beautifully executed. The chocolate bread is, of course, dry. 
but for saffron and fennel bread, it's tasty and a good balance of flavor and overall good job. Just leave the chocolate out your bread, people. Man. Uh, Diana, the ugly duck things look like baby seals. What? Oh, yeah. Club what seals. <laughs> of the, the fugas is very good. Properly chewy. Really nice job. Autumn breads was hidden. Your second showstopper handshake. Again, you don't get handshakes in the showstopper, but to have them uh, wasted two weeks straight is a big deal, man. Exceptional. And, uh, I also would like to um, comment again on the editing on this part. Like the franticness of these things that she had checking mm -hmm. on her bread. Man, I thought that uh, she kept on leaving paper in the oven. I thought the paper was about she to burn. She bugged out about the bagel. She was super worried about it, not not being not doing what she wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love her final product. I thought it was kind of messy and ugly, but it must have tasted fantastic because they like they were. Yeah, he he pulled. He almost gave her the um the brother soul uh, <laughs> slap in the. Uh, because that he went on about uh, yeah, exceptional, the sort of thing you would buy in an artisanal bake shop in France. I don't know what shops he go to that make these kind of things, but I, hey, that's you, man. Harris, the pigs are enchanting. The Grassini, absolutely delicious. Would have liked to have the olive inside as opposed to on the outside, how she did it. It's a bit underproved. Nice flavor, but a bit too heavy. The honey loaf, far too tight. I don't know the last time I had them go to the uh, the final little table table and be like, so what's going on? Uh, do we think we know who's star baker and who's going home? And they just be like, oh, we know who's going home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Without no, it, yeah, she, you know, it's just her her showstopper. Her critiques weren't that bad to me. Like he no. was crumbling up somebody's chocolate bread and just crumbling it to dust on yeah. the table. She had to go because yeah. she had to go, but yeah. um, I don't think she had the worst performance this week in total. Yeah, she 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 got spanked for all. Yeah, she had to go. Like, no, mean, no qualms about it. It was her time. She she shit the bed like in her first two challenges. Yeah. I don't know that Diana was the runaway winner from my perspective. Yeah. Um, but I really couldn't. I'm not pressed to argue for anybody else. Yeah, I don't think anybody else. So everybody, let's say, if we look at Martin had a good signature, but a Midland technical and a Midland uh, showstopper now when you think about it. So yeah. that, he would have been your closest, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sarah had a very good showstopper, a bottom of the table situation uh, for technical. And how did she do in the signature? If I go back Fifth, to look at yeah, that was in, in Texas. Yeah, so oh, signature. Yeah, they liked her, her. Yeah, Paul really liked her lemon poppy seed babka, and, and Prue was like, ah. But then she was like, hold on, let me bite it this way. It was like, okay, that is hidden. So yeah, I think yeah. Sarah would, could be the best contender for a win because you know they don't really give a fuck about the signature challenge unless yeah. I mean the technical technical challenge unless they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote down in my notes a few weeks ago that she's like. One of the sleeper bakers yeah. in there. She seems like to to have good flavors. You know, she's not the best at design, but she still makes really solid. Yeah. That's Susan for me. I feel like Susan is is either going to have a really great week next week, or she'll go home. I feel like I because I, I think about it two ways. 
the way things look and the things I would absolutely mm-hmm. eat. And almost every week, Susan got some shit mm-hmm. on my taste. Mm-hmm. Every week. Like, she's one of those, uh, she seems like she knows her flavors. Some of the things that's like, um, you know, sometimes a little unorthodox, but she's always, she seems like such a strong baker. Yeah, solid all right. So, like, like Aunt said, I think everybody uh, got their footing this week. It, uh, as, as a production, I'm like, I'm like, okay, we are rolling. Good jokes. Uh, you know, saying not too much nonsense. The inter- the interruptions were a proper interruption. You know what I'm saying? The one they did to Diana, yeah. that shit was, was funny to me. That I shit was screamed. Funny as fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, that was the first time I, like I said, this episode seemed so much like, what, like to form. I'm look. I'm looking forward to pastry week. Yeah. Also, are they? Is the is the illusion that they're doing this all in one day? Because is that no. why they make them wear the same clothes? Oh, I never did think that. They they make it a point to say uh, they do uh, signature and technical on one day and the show stopper the next. So they make them wear the same clothes for editing. Then. Okay. Uh, which I, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I because I was like, oh, did Diana um break the fourth wall when she was talking about yesterday, but yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 that is, that is standard. We all are aware. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause Ellie even pointed out that she's like, don't worry. We still got this afternoon to, uh, yeah. after that, uh, awful, awful loaf that she made. <laughs> this shit looked like a brick. Bruh. I told y'all Karis was going wow. home. Episode three from Damn episode dude. one. I saw that shit. I knew it. And again, we have watched a lot of Bake Off. So it's like, it's, it is certain people who are, you know, some things about some things. I now here's the thing, couldn't tell you who is going on this next week. I don't. I'm looking at who's left of the set. I'm mm-hmm. like, who is having fuck ups here? And it feel like it could be Susan just mm-hmm. on how she does in technicals. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to but say it she's might going be home, something. But. Watch it be something that Susan can make with her eyes closed, and then she gonna fuck it up. I'm predicting Susan to have a banner week for Pastry Excellent. Week. Excellent. Although yes. I don't think she's mm. gonna win, I just okay. think she. I would like her to win because then that, to me, like the more competitive the final is, the more fun it is as the viewer. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, how many episodes do we have left? I think total? three, yeah. two yeah, or like, three. Yeah, yeah, it's like a six episode run. It's wild short. Uh, let me. I'm trying Which to I go appreciate look it up. because I basically know everyone's name from like yep. week two. <laughs> I'm trying to look at it without having it spoiled for yeah, me. So don't let's do see that. if I can don't manage do that. Because <laughs> I was kind of... uh, one, two, three episodes left. There we go. And that's me covering the screen so I can't okay. see nothing else. <laughs> trying to close this. I kind of felt like the editing tricked me a little bit. The what like I swear I thought something was gonna burn in uh Diana's um oven. I thought something was gonna yeah. fuck up. And I thought it was gonna be two people like because eventually they're gonna have to let go either two or three people, yeah. two people. You gotta be, uh, and, and and so because yeah, because the finals is always three bakers, and uh, semi yeah okay so yeah that, that means it's coming up it's it's gonna be a like you know one of what to call double elimination situation so they yeah. gotta get set on their way. Uh and what a short gonna suck even oh, more. That's say, say no. star baker. Star baker was Diana. Your your eliminated baker was yeah. certainly Karis. I didn't I, I didn't actually say that, but you know, come on, y'all. Context clues. <laughs> it was time. Also, just look at the art on your phone right now. Unless you're on Spotify, because I do a different art. I do different art for Spotify than I do for everywhere else. But uh, she met her in. She seemed to she seemed to do, take it take it well. I went and followed her on a, on a, on on Instagram today. So 
That's that, that that's how you know it's official. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I wouldn't think I guess I um I didn't notice that she was the youngest because the youngest oh, really? Um so it kind of makes me feel like she could, you know, do better as the, as time goes on, but like the mistakes she were she was making were like maddening from the beginning. I also think that because so, it's um, in America, we have a little different perspective because, like, they can't win any money or anything over there. Yeah. And over here, like, they'll probably, I don't, they haven't announced a prize or anything. So it's probably kind of the same thing. Like, she yeah. doesn't lose anything from being on the show. And hopefully, she's on there yeah. long enough that her Instagram would be popping and she could get some exactly. partnerships or something. Yep, got the got that'd be that'd got the king awesome. of England for a stretch. You right. know what I'm saying? Go hang out in Europe for a bit. That's 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 lovely. So, and and uh, and uh, on her on her Instagram, maybe I'll share that in, uh, in whatever. It's a picture of her and Ellie Kipper. Apparently, they had a good uh, a good rapport. Oh, so, cute. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we yeah, Ellie won me over this episode. She had me cracking up. I'm telling you. Every, she was not awkward. Everybody, this everybody hit the, everybody hit their stride this week, and I'm like, that makes me that much more excited for the rest of the uh, rest of the series. Like, okay, they probably would have done it last week if Prue wasn't missing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nick said you need that sometimes, just a little, you know, whatever. A little shake like, up. Who, who got sent home for like what? Uh, Reb did Rebs go home for like a week last? Uh... Was it not Rebs? It was a guy, yeah. wasn't it? You no, know, they were both off. It was two um, people in one episode. Like, Okay, yeah. okay. I got so, the COVID. Yeah. Got that bit. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> wrong people, take care of yourselves best you can. I know. Uh, what's our uh, poll question this week and our question for the, for the, for the, for the Spotifians? Mm. Sourdough, yay or nay? Mm. Or sourdough versus or, or, um, if people did they make, their little sourdough bread during the pandemic. Oh, that's a, good, that's, a, that's a good question. That will be the question. The poll could be, would you say sourdough or what, Aunt? Uh, oh, bread. Right. Wow, right. Wasn't the other thing focaccia that people were making during the uh, pandemic? Was it focaccia? Did you make sourdough uh, focaccia? The... the the wetness. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you prefer your toast butter side up or down? Some Dr. Seuss shit. If I could type on some Dr. Seuss shit in that poll, I, I would. <laughs> I'm gonna write it right here just in case. It's the butter battle. Nice. Like, apparently, I can't spell Seuss right to this. Some, some of my computers liking. There we it go. Tr- trips me well, up every time. Okay. <laughs> and you guys' opinion: What restaurant has the best bread? Like the best food? Uh, it's definitely going to be Red Lobster for your girl. Fuck! I didn't think about the, the some Cheddar Bay. Ch- look, Cheddar Bay biscuits go hard. Uh, Cheesecake Factory's brown bread with butter goes hard. Uh, Texas Roll House Bros with that with a little honey butter goes Ooh, hard, bruh. So, but it is it is it is Cheddar Bay biscuits and hands down not Cheddar really Bay close. <laughs> so. And they have that little take home kit you can make, and they come out just as good. 
Oh, better if you your mans and add more sharp cheddar cheese to the formula so oh, it can come yes. out real good. You know, you got to tweak. I I love um they also have a a rosemary uh yeah. garlic, oh. a, a rosemary one. I love that. There one. is a bakery near me that has an olive loaf and they only have it on the weekends. And it is so good. Like, I will eat that whole loaf of bread in, like, two days. <laughs> Let me put that on my cheat list for when I drop off my blood. <laughs> Get a loaf of bread. Like, I'm going to see y'all Saturday, all right? Let me holler at y'all. <laughs> but that is it, people. It is always a delight. Uh that's just what it is, people. It's, 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 this week, it is it is uh, it is uh. It is Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Put some respect on their name. Yes. That's Nick Jew. Bye. That's Ant. Hey, good night. See you next week. I'm T, and I will do it again next week, y'all. Until then, peace. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.